Good evening, my friend. You are tuned to KBOO Portland. To fully experience the following program, you need to sit down in a chair and close your eyes. Usually, we bring radio theater to you at this time. But tonight, we do something different. We will take you to the radio theater. All you need to do is follow our instructions. Are you sitting in a comfortable chair? Good. Now close your eyes. Relax. Pretend you have a blindfold on and listen to my voice. You are sitting in a chair. I am in the room with you. Concentrate on the sound of my voice. Listen to the sounds. Take slow, deep breaths and listen. Continue to listen. Keep your eyes closed. We are here with you. You are in a chair. In a moment, you will be in another place. At the count of five, you will be in a different room than the one you are in now. Five. Four, three, two, one. Okay, we've established the link. We are on site. Listen to my voice. You are seated in a wheelchair outside a door. You cannot see the door, but I am telling you that it is there. You cannot get out of the chair as there are straps around your arms and legs. And you hear someone coming. Footsteps approach. You are here. I am your friend. You cannot trust the others, but you can trust me, okay, Hush? They're almost here. Welcome. I see you arrived safely. We'll be with you in a moment. Avant, what have you told them? Uh, nothing. I, I wasn't sure how much... We need to get things started. Billy! Welcome. Let me first apologize for the inconvenience of not being able to see anything. We have to keep you in the dark, so to speak... But you have nothing to worry about. We'll be your eyes. Did you tell our friend anything? No, nothing. Not even my name. Then perhaps we should. Hello there. You're still with us. Excellent. I guess you don't have that much choice, do you? Anyway, we need to introduce ourselves. My name is Dalloway. You can call me Crescent. I'm Billy. Alvin. Now that we've introduced ourselves, we will begin to explain why you are here with us. But first, we must go inside. You don't need to get up. We will wheel you into the inner chamber. 
you have nothing to fear. We will be your eyes. There's not much to see anyways. Down this route. Okay, that's good. And into the room. Here we are. In this room, you'll be safe. This is where it happened. You need to relax. Everything will be okay. Yes, relax. There's nothing to worry about. Now we wait. Keep them here until the hour is up. Keep them here a prisoner? It, it doesn't seem right. But it's necessary. It needs to be done. I need some help here. Dalloway. Avon, you watch our guests. We'll be back. Let's see what Dalloway wants. Like I said, not to be trusted. None of them. I wish there was more time to tell you. Our names are made up. This room's missing a wall. It doesn't have the fourth wall. And also, uh, not enough time to explain. I think one of them is coming back. Avon? Yes? Uh, were you whispering to the person? No, uh, just muttering to myself. Are you sure? You there. I don't know your name, but that doesn't matter. You mustn't believe anything Avant says. He's not trying to help you. That's not true. Why do you say things like that? Don't think I'm not on to you, Avant. What's going on? Really? Dalloway, we need to tell our, our guests something. If they don't know anything, all the secrecy... I suppose you're right. Perhaps a little information will be okay. We need to keep our guest here until the time is up. Crescent, will you do the honors? Sure thing, Dalloway. Hello, Crescent here. To let you in on what's going on. You are here in a room with us, but you can't see us because you are blindfolded. But you know all that. Also... You are inside a radio show. It's called Ubu Hour. Do not be alarmed. It's only temporary. By the end of this hour, you will be safely back in the room where you were listening to your radio. But right now, you are in a room with us. Even though you can't see us. We are here to help you. We want to help you get through this. This experience. We are sorry we can't let you see us and we can't let you talk. That's how it is with this sort of thing. That's how we have to do it. Uh, that's enough, Billy. I need to talk to you over here. What is it? What is Alphant talking to our, our, our friend over there? I don't know. Something was said. I don't trust Alvant. I told you Alvant could not be trusted. What did Alvant say to our guest? I was too far away to hear. It's it's important. I'm not sure how much Alvant knows. Or if he's working for... Why don't we ask the person? They can tell us if Alvant said anything to them. No, no, no. First of all... They can't talk to us. That's, that's part of the rules. The audience is gagged. We can't hear. 
And second of all, even if they could talk, they might lie about what Alvon told them. We don't know this person. How can we trust them? And we can't leave Alvon alone with our guest. I'll need to deal with that one myself. All this waiting. Crescent, what do you think they're talking about over there? Alvon, you didn't say anything to our guest, did you? No, 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 nothing out of line or inappropriate. I, I had to say something. This, per, this poor person is in the dark. They're blindfolded and restrained in a chair. I wanted them to know that everything is okay. You didn't need to say anything. I was trying to calm them so that we could proceed with this thing. Nothing to worry about. Maybe better to say nothing at all. If you keep telling someone not to worry, it can have the opposite effect. They become suspicious. They ask, why does this person keep telling me not to worry? I'm sure being blindfolded and gagged and tied to a chair has them far more worried than anything I have to say. That's for their own good. You, my friend, in the chair, you understand that the restraints are there so that you don't get hurt. They are for your safety. Needs to talk to you. Okay. I better see what he wants. Seems like we'll never get this show on the road. So, what's up, Billy? Avon needs to be removed from the equation. I knew he was up to something. Dalloway's taking care of that now. Perhaps you shouldn't speak so freely around our guest. Or maybe we should bring them into another room so they don't hear. That was nothing. Let Will you into another room. We'll be safe here. Sit back down. Billy! Crescent! Galloway, you stay here. We'll be back in a moment. Not like they can wander off. Galloway, where are you? Okay. They're gone. Now to will you out of here, I told you they wanted to be trusted. They want to keep you a prisoner in this room, but we're now going outside. There. Isn't this more pleasant than that room? And soon we'll give you freedom. Freedom, my friend. Excellent job, my friend. I knew I could pull it off. Yes, I knew you could. Alas, Alvin, we need to... What are you? You, you can't do that. Not, not in front of... They can't see a damn thing. And now that your cover is blown, Alvin, and you've brought us what we need, you are no longer of use to our purposes. But... But... Is upset. Not enough time for niceties. We don't have very much time. Our window of opportunity closes in another dozen minutes. I suppose you have a point. And how is our guest? The guest can't talk to us, but we can speak to them. I'm sure Dalloway and his crew kept the guest completely in the dark as to what was going on. 
<laughs> well, then, we'd better explain. <clears throat> Hi there. Can you hear me? They can hear you, Fennel. Good. You can hear me. As you must realize, you are inside a radio theater program. At this conjuncture, you share the same reality as we do. This nexus puts us both in the same reality, where our two worlds overlap. The overlap only lasts for a short duration of time, approximately an hour at most. Now, this is where we come in. We know why you tuned into this radio show, this Ubu Hour program. We know that you want to escape the world you are in. Escape the reality and put yourself in a different place. That's why you listen to this broadcast. To escape. You must admit, friend, your world is pretty screwed up. A crazy guy runs the most powerful nation in the world. Every day, things get worse and worse. We don't blame you for wanting to escape. We are here to help. That is why we devised this scheme. We'll trade places with you. You stay here in this place. And we take your place out there, a transmutation of sorts. We switch identities with you. Think of it. You can leave the troubles of your world far behind. We have a way, a device, that instead of a temporary visit, you will be here permanently. <sighs> Apparently they don't appreciate what we are offering them. But it's too late. You are here inside this radio play. And when we are done... When we are done, you will still be here, and I will be out there in your living room, or your bedroom, or wherever you were listening to this program. Okay, I need to set up the final process. You, watch our friend. In several minutes, my friend, we can lift the blindfold, undo the belts around your arms and legs, and you can speak back to us. To tell you the truth, we know how you feel. You want to escape your world. Your world is dominated by the crazy man who somehow became the leader of your world. This President Trump? There's no escape from that man. He's on the front page of the newspapers and on your social media and on the television every day. Morning, noon, and night you hear his name and see his ugly image. And now you can leave him in the insane world he leads. You can leave it all far behind. We know how you feel. Your world is a reality television show controlled by this crazy Trump. Our world is similar. It's all created from the crazy mind of a radio theater scriptwriter. We are trapped in his mad world, his reality, just as you are trapped in the insane reality of your madman leader. You shouldn't tell them that, Candy, if they resisted too much. I feel guilty not to warn them, trading one insane reality for another. But you've said too much. You almost blew it. But, of course, I should have expected. You work for Dalloway, don't you? A saboteur in our midst? No, I... <laughs> well, that's the end of that, traitor. Thankfully, the process is in motion. Then we're still good to go. Yes. As for you, my friend, it's too late to change your mind. Resistance is futile. Well, then, everything is set. What about Gandhi's body over there? Oh, we don't have to worry about it. We'll be out of here soon. Just think, Echo. In minutes, we will be inside the heads of a couple of people out there, beyond the radio, out there in the vastness of reality. We will be more than just voices in the dark, confined to this radio. Yes, 
when we switch places with these listeners, it seems like we've waited a lifetime for this moment to be something else but a character trapped in a radio theater sketch. Now to bring in the helpers. Are you there? We're here. Do you want us to come in now? Yes, you may enter now. And when you do, you will take off the blindfold and the restraints. Just think, listener. In a moment, they will take off your blindfolds and restraints. Actually, we came to take them back. But you can't do that. We have the process already set up. We want to be free. And once we get out, if this thing works, you can be next. On the other side, we'll convince them to air the piece again. Every time it airs, a few more of us can escape. But you can't do it without us. We're the ones who brought them here. And you can't have them. We are responsible. Anyone we bring in, we have to bring back out. Uh, you can't stop us. We'll kill both of you. Now, get out of our way! It's too late. The sound of our voice is what brought them to this state. And now, as they hear us again, they realize we are voices, and that they are back in their home, or their car. Listening to the radio. But how can you stop us? The mechanism is in place. Yes, we can. Because you are just a voice. Your space is fading. No! no! Let, Let us, us in! in! No! 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 And thus they fade away. And now you, the listener, are back in a different room, listening to our voices. But we are no longer in the room with you. We are voices on a radio. We are somewhere a long ways away. And now you can open your eyes. You are back out. And yet, are you... How do you know you have not switched places with another from another dimension? Can you ever really be sure? As things get more uncertain, as the insanity of the world increases, can you really be sure of your own sanity? We leave you to figure that out for yourself, because this radio play is mostly over. The title of this radio play was In a Dark Room, Part 1. It was written by Rolf Semprebon, and it was performed by... Victor Rattlehead. Rolf. Marvin Reigns. Oh, M. Watson. <laughs> Larry. Ken. Randy Saucepan. <laughs> I.P. Freely. Jacob, you can, you can use your own name if you like. David Chelsea. And now we take you somewhere else. In moments, you will be transported to our next radio theater piece. Sit back, relax, and let yourself go as we go again deep into the space of radio theater. At the count of five, you will be in a new place. Five, four, three,
And now, a word from our sponsors. They use their media to assassinate real news. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. They use their movie stars. Okay, let's unpack this recent NRA ad. They use their media to assassinate real news. Presumably, real news is anything that doesn't attack Trump. Breitbart, Sinclair Broadcasting, Fox News most of the time. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. Yeah, the public schools are indoctrinating our youth. You heard it. They use their movie stars and singers and comedy shows and award shows to repeat their narrative over and over again. Right. And then they use their ex-president to endorse the resistance. All to make them march. Wait. Make them protest. Stop it. Make them squirm. So that's why we the people are protesting Trump? Because Obama and the late night comedians are telling us to? Make them scream racism and sexism and xenophobia and homophobia. <laughs> right. Because Trump's policies aren't xenophobic. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, Donald J. I Trump assume, are good people. for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. Make them scream racism and sex. Because he hasn't said racist things? A lot of people do not think it was an authentic certificate. How can you A say that people, if this... Now, if you this... won't report it, Wolf, but many people do not think it was authentic. His mother was not in the hospital. Make them scream sexism and xenophobia. Sexist things? I mean, I'd look her right in that fat, ugly face of hers. What I... happened to her? I'm watching the debate and she disappeared. Where did she go? Where did she go? I I know where she went. It's disgusting. I don't want to talk about it. You know, you can see there was blood disgusting. coming out of her eyes. Uh, blood coming out of her, wherever. But uh, she was... Uh, Pew Research, independent, don't says... Don't be naive. You're a very naive person. <laughs> the Pew You're Research a, says... Come on, try getting... A person who's flat-chested is very hard to be attacked. The group job is terrible. You know, they look like two light posts coming out of a body. I said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> So weird. And xenophobia and homophobia to smash windows, burn cars, shut down interstates and airports. Oh, yeah. All us liberals are burning and destroying. Airports bully and terrorize the law abiding. Yeah, right. All us liberals are burning and destroying and terrorizing the law abiding who would naturally be the Trump supporters. Until the only option left is for the police to do their jobs and stop the madness. And when that happens, they'll use it as an excuse for their outrage. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I'm the now. The only way we fight these people, clenched fist of truth? Is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest. Uh, because the NRA is all about the clenched fist. What's in that fist? A Glock, a semi-automatic pistol that won't be taken until one pries it from your cold, dead hands? From my cold, dead hands. That's what the NRA is talking about when they talk about a clenched fist. A fist with a gun in it. Fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. 
There, you've heard it. Bully and terrorize the law abider and stop the madness until the only option left, the only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. Dana Lash is advocating for open season on liberals. And why not? Eric Trump says... You know what, I've never seen hatred like this. I mean, to me, they're not even people. That's right. These people who protest Trump are not human. To me, they're not even people. This is what Hitler said about the Jews. This is where fascism begins. But of Of course, course, by saying that the Trump administration has fascist leanings, I am spreading this left-wing hate. Right. I, too, am one of those people who is less than human and who should be stopped with a clenched fist of truth. Oh, maybe that's a name of a gun. Truth. This violence of lies bully and terrorize the law of either. Until the only option left... And stop the madness. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. And stop the madness. Is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. You know what, I, I've never seen hatred like this. I mean, to me, they're not even people. It's, it's so, so sad. We interrupt this program for breaking news. By special arrangement with Trump Enterprises, we now take you to the White House in Washington, D.C., where a cabinet meeting is already in progress. Dave, I'm making an objective assessment of my performance as POTUS. And I don't mean you will be judging my performance on the POTUS. I can affirm that I, Donald J. Trump, am hugely regular in the bowel movement department, even without having to pollute my bowels with any stinking fiber like vegetables, hamster bedding, shredded Mother Jones magazines, or any other such crap those liberal vegetarian fairies keep attempting to push off on me. And my enemies accuse me of having no sense of humor. I said my enemies accuse me of having no sense of humor. (laughs) 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 That's better. 
Now, I need feedback from you, cabinet members, as a gauge of how I'm doing in office, which I highly suspect is fantastically great. Let's start with you, Pence, and then we'll go around the table. Give me your candid assessment of the job I'm doing, and no kissing up, no apple polishing. Give me the straight truth. Oh, Mr. President, where can I, your adoring vice president, begin? Well, you can tell me how handsome I am, unless you think I'm not. Mr. President, compared to you, Adonis is nothing more than the John Goodman of his day. There has been no one, not even any of the crown Miss Universes, prettier than you. Yeah, tell me about it. I owned that beauty pageant and had to sell it when the truth dawned on me. Why seek out the most beautiful person in the world when all along it was already me? But how about my famous poses for the camera? The firm jaw look. That's a popular one, right? Some commies say I squint and purse my lips too much, making me look like a guy staring into the sun while sucking on a lemon. What do you think? Oh, no, 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 sir. People who say that are simply insanely envious of your good looks. Why, even I have to bow down to you in the looks department. Bow down? Why, are you going to fillet me? That was a joke, you losers. <laughs> that you have to bow down to me in the looks department. Are you insinuating that you may be even a teensy-weensy bit as handsome as I? <laughs> That's a joke. Oh, no, sir. No insinuations. I'm not even in the same ballpark as you on your looks. I'm not even in the parking lot of the same or similar ballpark. That goes without saying. Thanks, Pence. No. Get off my lap. Secretary of Labor, give me your opinion. What? My opinion on Pence's looks? I kind of like his white hair. I always get an erection and this overwhelming desire during cabinet meetings to run my fingers through it. I'll bet he still uses wild root cream oil. No, you dumb schmuck. Nobody cares what Pence looks like or what he uses on his hair or that... You want to masturbate in his hair? I want to know what you think of the job I'm doing. You're A number one, my leader. You're the best president since... since... Lincoln! Lincoln? Did I say Lincoln? I meant Washington! Washington? Well, yes, you know, the first president. That faggot with the knickers and the white wig? The one who looks like Pence? All right. Get the hell out of here. You're fired. Report to the firing squad in the Rose Garden. Yes, sir, Mr. President. Sorry, Mr. President. Okay. 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 Secretary of the Interior. My plan for building drive-in movie theaters and national parks. How is that catching on with the public? Big chart topper, right? 
even bigger than the greatest hits of Crazy Auto. Am I right? You betcha, Chief. Or at least that will be the reaction once we get those drive-ins open. We're still in the process of printing the buttered popcorn bags with your picture on them. Okay, it's understood, right? We're going to use the melted margarine and nut butter. And we're recycling the spent kernels from the bottom of used popcorn bags, correct? To make our super fresh popcorn. We got to get a good profit margin on everything from national parks to healthcare. Understood? I didn't become a millionaire, <laughs> Bill, a billionaire, by giving shit away. That's what losers do. And the environmental people should appreciate the recycled corn. Secretary of Education, tell me, how much do students love the job I'm doing? They love you that much, Mr. President. They're all thrilled that we've done away with the boring stuff in the curriculum like math and science, that we've enlivened history with dramatizations of those wonderful, darky, dancing days at my old Kentucky home and recreations of the agony of the Christ. Who are you nailing up on those classroom crosses? Kids with liberal tendencies, naturally, but we're not praying for them so there's no chance to end up in heaven should they die on the crosses. Who else has got something nice to say about me? Over here, Donald. It's me, Jeff Sessions, your faithful hound dog of an attorney general. We're having the illegal aliens we rounded up respond to opinion polls. They're actually praising you for busting them back to taco towns across Mexico, even if it is in leg chains. Even better, we're getting them to sing your praises, literally. We formed an a cappella choir, which we're calling the Acapulco Choir. We've already cut one album with them, which we're releasing for $4.95 on iTunes. We got songs on there like The Donald is My Shepherd, I Shall Not Want, Everybody Needs a Dick Like Trump, and Jive Dancing on the South Side of the Wall. That's, that's all you can get for it? Four ninety-five. Put my picture on the cover and reset that price to nine ninety-five. Call Clint Eastwood. See if he can make a movie based on the record starring Scott Bile and Steven Seagal. Carson, Secretary of Housing, what nice words you got for me. Before I tell you, exalted one, I want to give you this. Well, thank you, Benny. Can I pull my pants up now? That's the first time I've ever been kissed on the ass by a black dude. It wasn't as bad as I had expected. Got to say, it wasn't all that exciting either, but... It certainly, it certainly was for me, Mr. President. Mm, last week, we moved 10,000 families out of public housing into a Camp Trump. <laughs> Camp Trump a what to me. They are now all living under plastic sheeting and think they are camping out. And, and they like that? Naturally, sir, because your name is on it. For a black guy, you're doing a terrific job, Carson. Treasury, how am I doing? Your ratings are off the scale, sir, ever since you cut taxes by 95% for the richest Americans. Off the scale? Yes, sir, 150% approval by the top 1% of income earners and minus 200% for everybody else. Everybody's off the scale. 
How's that even possible? Oh, never mind. It's all good. So we nailed it with our people. Terrific. They love you, sir, with all their hearts and all their offshore bank accounts. Defense. The troops are in my corner, right? They'll fight and die for you wherever you send them, sir. Just give them the word. How about at the next Democratic National Committee meeting? Should I cut the orders? What are you waiting for? Get out of here. Agriculture. What kind of marks are the farmers giving me? They voted for you, sir. They're still with you, but they would like a sign of your love for them. Like what? They want legal permission to grow what they think could be the biggest cash crop ever. Cannabis. Pot! Are you crazy? What do you think legalizing weed will do to my support from the evangelicals? We think we got an answer for that. We got a new pesticide we can spray on the stuff that has been shown to make make abortions impossible for women. Man, too. Ha! Two birds with one stone, the Christers and the Farmers. Excellent. Health. How good am I in your estimation? Don't hold back now. Oh, I won't, sir. Since we put your new health plan into effect, people are dying in greater numbers than ever before. And to a man, woman, and child, their last words are Donald Trump. Now, that truly brings a tear to my squinty eye. So much love. Yes, you can tell how serious they are by the fact those words are invariably said through clenched teeth. They love you so much they wish they could take you with them. If only my father had lived to see this. Secretary of State, how am I doing with the other countries of the world? The losers. Well, the Russians love you. Oh, naturally. But the rest of the world think you're a mentally ill bore. You're fired. Report to the firing squad in the Rose Garden. Yes, sir, Mr. President. Sorry, Mr. President. Secretary of Energy, are the coal miners still behind me? Without a doubt. While you haven't gotten them their jobs back, you haven't made their schools any better either. So they have no clue what the hell is happening to them. Yes, they're a perfect fit for my base. Secretary of Commerce, report. Everybody in the Department of Commerce begins their day by kissing your picture. What does everyone in the Department of Commerce do when they're not kissing my picture? I have no idea. Neither do I, but everyone told me I had to have a Department of Commerce anyway, so... Secretary of Transportation? Your name is on the lips of every truck driver in the nation, dear leader of mine. Oh, is that right? Yes. Every time they hit a pothole on the interstate highway, they shout out your name. I knew it was a good idea to not fill those things in. And Homeland Security? I'm happy to report the nation is the safest it has ever been. Now ask me who the hell cares. What I want to know is how high a measure of great regard the nation holds me in now that I've made America great again. I wouldn't know that, sir. What? Well, you should. Get me an answer by the next cabinet meeting. With all due respect, you being the outstanding leader of the century. Which century? All of them. Anyway, as I was saying, I don't see how it's my job to find out what the nation thinks of you. 
Don't you think it affects our security if the public suspects I'm a, a Russian spy? No, sir. Well, would you think it would affect our security if I really were a Russian spy? Well, yes, sir. Then have that answer by the next cabinet meeting. CIA? Yes, sir. Well? Well, what, sir? Well, am I terrific or am I terrific? Given the choice, I guess I have to say you're terrific, sir. Tell me all the things that make me terrific. Well, you keep the liberals guessing. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. What else? You've got a nice haircut, given the challenge. And your neckties are extra long. Yeah, yeah but what else? It feels like you're fishing for compliments, Mr. President. Uh, yeah, so? I'm the president. I can fish for whatever I want. Come on. What else makes me great? You've got a shitload of money. Bingo! That's it. I'm so terrific that I managed to make a shitload of money. Environmental protection? You got anything to add here? Last week, we built three coal-burning power plants and bulldozed 300 wind generators. So what? So you're doing your job. I want to hear you tell me whether I'm a hero or a clown, a doofus, or a damn fine guy. Now, your loyal subjects hold you in the highest esteem. How high? Give me a figure. Higher than the space station. Higher than a kite. Higher than the highest mountain. Higher than Cheech and Chong. How high is that? I'm guessing it's about 12 miles off the ground. Who the hell are you? Uh, I'm Jared, your son-in-law. Good. You're so smart, I'm putting you in charge of NASA after you go to Saudi Arabia and kiss some shake ass. Okay, I guess that wraps it up. Just as I had expected, I'm doing a terrific job and everybody who counts loves me. So this meeting is over. Aren't we going to do any business? Uh, thank you for that comment, Commerce. We've done all the business we need to do here. It's Monday afternoon, and I've got to take Air Force One to Mar-a-Lago. The really important business needs to be done down there over the next six days. I'm working on my putting game, you know, even though I'm already the world's greatest golfer. But I figure I can be even better. Inconceivable. The short play, Love, Love Me Do, was written by M. Watson Dodge. It was performed by... Rolf. Marvin. Ken. Larry. And, of course, M. Watson. <laughs> so I'd like you to close your eyes and imagine you're in an elevator. A wide elevator with velvet walls and thick carpets. And as the doors close... Captain Coulter Stevens, this is beleaguered Captain... And as your eyes become heavier and the elevator begins to Captain go down... Captain Coulter Stevens, this is beleaguered castle, acknowledge transmission. You realize that this is the elevator of relaxation. Captain Stevens, do you copy? Where am I? And now you're on the third floor, going down, and you could get out, but you want to go on. Captain Coulter Stevens, this is the beleaguered castle. Acknowledge transmission. Deeper. Deeper. 
into relaxation. Captain Stevens, do you copy? And you feel that perhaps you'll never want to. Where am I? It's so You're safe. Are you so comfortable. Oh, oh God. So okay. relaxed. Um, and now you're on the third floor. Nope. Going down. And Here you could go. get out. Look at what you're doing. Deeper. All right, sweetie. Deeper. All right. Open up, honey. Deeper. Into relaxation. Okay. You okay? And you feel that I'm perhaps so you're just going to get out. That's all. Are you I'm going to so go away and leave you two alone, okay? Mary. So comfortable. So relaxed. And, uh, and now before. you're on the third floor. Good. Going down. I read your. And you could get out. Pre-op assessment. But you want to go cocktail. Deeper. Deeper. Captain Stevens, like do you copy? Deeper into relaxation. Where am I? And you feel that perhaps you you'll never want to get out. It's so safe uh, here. Yeah. So comfortable. So relaxed. And now you're on the third floor. Going down. And you Nine. could get out. But you Eight. want to go on. Deeper. Captain Stevens, do you copy? Deeper. Deeper Where am I? into relaxation. You're with the leader of Castle. And you feel that perhaps you'll never want to get out. I could drill, my friend. It's so safe here. You're so comfortable. So relaxed. And now you're on the third floor. Going down. All right. And you could get out. Just let yourself go. You want to go Just let yourself drift away. Deeper. Where am I? Deeper into relaxation. And you feel okay. like perhaps you going. never want to. I'm ready. It's so safe. Let's do it. So comfortable. Larry, which user? So And now you're on the third floor. Going down. And you could get out. But you want to go out. Just let yourself go. Deeper. Where am I? Just let Deeper. yourself drift away. Deeper into relaxation. Off you go. And you feel that perhaps you'll never want okay. to get out. Let's get going. It's so Ready. safe here. Let's so do it. So Larry, relaxed. Which is here? The and now you're on the third floor. Yeah. Going Captain down. Stevens, and you could get out. But you want All to right. go. Deeper. Just let yourself go. Deeper. Just Deeper. let yourself drift Into away. Into relaxation. And you feel oh, that perhaps you never want to get away. It's okay. so safe here. Let's get going. I'm ready. So comfortable. Let's do so it. So relaxed. And now you're going down. And you could get out. But you want to go away. Deeper. All right. Deeper. Just let yourself go. Deeper. Into Just let yourself drift away. And you feel that perhaps you'll never want to get It's so safe here. Okay. So comfortable. Let's get going. I'm ready. So relaxed. Let's do it. Just let yourself and drift you away. That perhaps you might not be able to get out. It's so safe. So, 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 so
I'm ready. Under its influence. Where am I? You are still going here with And while you're in this your subconscious will provide the answer. And you will cry out what it is that you must remember. Just let yourself go. Remember me. Just ask you to remember. What is it? You must remember. Do not be alarmed. It's only a harmless drug. Let's do it. Sodium pentothal. The truth serum. Under its influence, you will sleep. And while you sleep, your subconscious will provide the answer. And you feel that you will cry out. What is it? Just you must remember. So comfortable. Remember me. She asks you to remember. What is it? You must remember. Let's do it. Do not be alarmed. There is here. It's only a harmless drug. Sodium pentothal. Truth serum. Under its influence, you will sleep. And while you sleep, your subconscious will provide the answer. And you will cry out what it is that you must remember. Remember She asks you to remember. What is it you must remember? Do not be alarmed. And you feel that perhaps you're Hold on. So comfortable. Guys, I, I can still hear you. Am I supposed to be able to still hear you? Wait, 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 wait. Something's wrong. No, 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 no. Something, something's definitely wrong, Jack. Listen to me. I can feel that. I can still hear you. Okay, I'm, I'm still awake. Just stop. Oh, come on, look at the machines. All right, I'm not under yet. Look at the fucking monitor. You okay to go? Jesus, this isn't fucking happening. Scoundrel. Move something, do something, Clay. Move, move an arm, move a finger. Move. Come on, open your eyes. No, 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 no! Next thing I remember, I was going somewhere. It's so safe. It was not my idea. So comfortable. The rest of it so was relaxed. a crazy cold country. So safe. I had never been there before. So comfortable. So Where's the necklace? It's so safe here. 
And now you are listening to the radio. The voice on the radio is talking to you, the listener. We speak to you from this radio speaker. Relax and listen to our voice. You are completely relaxed as you go deeper, deeper into the radio theater. Relax. Let yourself melt into the sound. And now you have reached the final point. You have reached the beginning of the end. In many minutes, you will find yourself in the room where it all started. Close your eyes. You are back in the room where it begun. You are seated. With your eyes closed, you are back where you were an hour ago. You are listening to the last several minutes of the Ubu Hour. You are listening to In a Dark Room, Part 2, written by Rolf Semperbon and performed by... Oh, M. Watson. Kim. Rolf. Victor Rattlehead. In a moment, you will sense a presence. There is someone in the room with you, or perhaps more than one. And you will hear a voice near you say, Okay, here we are. Is there someone out there? Yes, I, I think they're out there. How do you know? We can't see them. No, one cannot see them, and they cannot see us, but the others told us they were there, and they could hear everything we say. Well, then, I, I guess we should, uh... We don't have much time. It's almost midnight. We need to talk to them. Almost midnight? Yes, okay. I, I don't even know any names. Why do you say something to them? Okay. Hello? You? I know you're out there, somewhere in that room. How was that? That, that was good. Let me say something to them. Hi there! We are here with you. You cannot see me, but you can hear my voice. We are in the room with you, but we are in another place as well. You cannot see us. You cannot touch us. We're nothing but disembodied voices. We're sounds that come out of your radio or your computer to form words. But at this moment, for just this moment, you can make us real. 
You can imagine me in your head. What do we look like? You decide. What is this room we're in? Our power comes from you. Our substance is summoned from your mind. You give us everything except our voice. Think of it, listener. You're like a god to us. You can make us in your own image or in any image you like. And like a god, you can hear us. But we cannot hear you. Or maybe we can if we imagine it. And most of the time we never think about it. But right now we're speaking directly to you. And our voices will soon fade. We will soon be gone, but you will continue. As this hour draws to the last few minutes, so too must we end. In moments, our voices will be gone, fading out as we leave forever. And yet, we will be in your memory. In your mind, we can live again. The seed is planted as our words echo in the hallways of your head. In a minute or two, we'll fade away into nothing. Our hour is gone, we die, to let something else arise. And there's not time to say what needs to be said. And the uselessness of eternity grinds on. There's no way to break the cycle. We're trapped in this radio play, and you're trapped on your bigger stage out there. Your situation is no different than ours. But we can sit here together, us with you, in this room for this moment, and we can contemplate these thoughts. We can fight the battle to break that cycle. We can pray, and we can create art, and we can fight for justice, and we can try to find a reason for our existence. And maybe, listener, someday you and I will meet again. Someday, dear listener... This will make sense, and you will remember something out of the confusion, and then it will be another day. Or perhaps this will never make sense. You'll forget we ever spoke to you. You'll simply move on, and we will cease to exist. But now we must go. As our voices fade and fail us... As the darkness and static overwhelm us... And you grow further away... And we are no longer in the room with you. We are nothing but voices feebly trying to break through. Good night, listener. This was the overhour. It must end. It must all grind to an end. It's all over. Thank you.